But let's talk about America now. So last Wednesday, the US House of Representatives voted to impeach President Donald Trump, making him the third US president in the history of the United States to be impeached. Mary McKeown is the US correspondent for the Sunday Business Post, and she's home and with us in studio today. Marion, you're very welcome. Thank you very much, Brendan. Marion, before we get on to the impeachment, I'd like to talk about this. Space. Going to be a lot of things happening in space. Because space is the world's newest warfighting domain. Amid grave threats to our national security, American superiority in space is absolutely vital. And we're leading, but we're not leading by enough, but very shortly we'll be leading by a lot. The Space Force will help us deter aggression and control the ultimate high ground. There's a lot of things happening in space. Um, <laughs> I think from a lot of perspectives, you can say that. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what is this about? Is the timing of this? Um, I know this has been going on for a while now, but is the timing significant, do you think? Well, do you know, I think he probably saw the new Star Wars <laughs> and, and went, oh, yeah. No, this, this is something that they've been talking about. And I do stress talking because they've done nothing else. He sent Mike Pence off to set up a Space Force. And I think he came up with the name. And they want to make it seem as though there's a lot of this kind of thing that happens in every administration. It's not just Trump, where they pick a topic. And nobody's going to really disagree on saying, oh, you know, it's going to space is a terrible thing. Uh, there's no war in space. There's no, I mean, it, there are, of course, satellites. There are, of course, a whole number of things. There, you know, cyber warfare is the future. Um, but the way he, he he doesn't, as is very obvious, he doesn't know what he's talking about. You well, know, and I, I know that sounds very a trillion dollars in, into this, and it's clearly something well, he is passionate about. You and see the money aspect. You know, you hear a lot of these figures in America, and you drill down, and you don't have to drill down far at all. A millimeter will do, and um, you figure this is money that is being allocated, pending this and pending that. It was like the Saudi deal where they were going to spend trillions on on American. They've spent nothing so far. Well, you know, he could, once he couldn't get Greenland. Well, uh, he did try that. It would be a lot else. cheaper to buy Greenland. Uh, but uh, no, no disrespect to anybody from Greenland who's listening. Uh, but um, no, this is a distraction. Okay. They, they always throw out these. A distraction balls. from, from yeah. uh, what's from, what's from going on with the, the yeah. With, well, yeah. But the, I mm-hmm. suppose the impeachment is the main. There's always so much uh, yeah. Trump news and news from America. The impeachment is the main one at the moment. What's happening with that okay. at, as we speak? Well, what's happening now is that he has formally been impeached, and he is the third president now to be impeached because Nixon resigned before he could reach that stage. So there was uh, Andrew Johnson in the in the 19th century, 1840s, I think it was, who was Lincoln's vice president initially. And then you had Bill Clinton, of course, uh, who was uh, very famously and, and very every, most people will remember that. And now you have Donald Trump. Uh, the articles of impeachment have been voted on, but they haven't gone to the Senate. Now, I think that the Democrats completely mishandled this. Um, and I think that they were really foolish in the way that they jumped the gun. The whole point behind this impeachment, if you leave behind the, the politics, it's to really redefine the lines of where the balance of power lies between the executive, which is the White House, and the Congress and the judiciary. And that is a mess at the moment. But there's very clear legal precedent going back to Nixon, going back to Clinton, going back even to the Bush administration, where judges say presidents are not kings. You cannot stop an investigation which is legitimately provided for by the Constitution. Now, Donald Trump is saying second article of the Constitution says 
I'm God, basically. I can't be investigated. I can't, nobody can ask me anything. I can do what I want. And this is what the battle is really about. Can an American president do what they want? As I said, legal precedent says they can't. So the Democrats should have gone to the Supreme Court. They have, if... Were the Democrats in too much of a hurry yeah, here because yeah. this is actually not about defining uh, the, the, the roles between the executive and the judiciary? Is this actually about just getting Donald Trump at all costs? I think that part of it is that, but I also think the Democrats tend to be too wimpy when it comes to battle. You know, they, they like the moral victory. They remind me a bit of the Irish rugby team in the 80s. You know, it's, it's like you put up a good show and, and that's all. It doesn't matter if you lose. Uh, they don't have the stomach for battle in the same way that the Republicans do which who is, will I, fight to the death. Which is precisely yeah. what Trump is uh, and the yeah. Republicans are saying about them at the moment because yeah. they have... They have declined to send forward the articles of impeachment yeah. and they seem to be dithering on that now, the do-nothing Democrats, as he yeah. calls them. And so is, th- is that an example of them not having the stomach for battle? Uh, I think that they made a mistake and they realised they made a mistake. They should have gone to the Supreme Force court first and they should have got the Supreme Court, which would really have to follow legal precedent to say okay. you have to enforce these Okay, but let's enforceable. come back to where we're at, right? Yeah. Where we're at is that he has been impeached. Yeah. The articles now need to be sent on to, to have yeah. a trial in the Senate and, yeah. the, and the, the Democrats have decided not to send on the articles. Well, they haven't decided that yet, Brendan, but there is there They're is delaying. no deadline. They're delaying it. Now, they, Nancy Pelosi can say, do you know what, I think I'll wait until November 2020. And we'll see how the election goes. She can do whatever she wants. And it's is still that the not House. then playing politics with something yes, that is supposed is. to be a and very solemn thing in the national interest? That's the problem. But I think what they can say is Mitch McConnell, who is the head of the the Senate, and he's the, Demo- the Republican leader. And I think he has shown a colossal lack of integrity on, on everything to do with how the separation of powers is supposed to work. He's already said... It's a rigged trial. So, you, you you know, you've got a rigged trial for a president who's attempting to rig an election. Uh, now, so I he's think being partisan? He, not just partisan. It, what he has done, if I can put it very Is simply... Is everyone not being partisan, though, in no, this in no, reality? Not, no, not... If I can just explain very quickly here, and I really will try to be quick. Yeah. Uh, what Mitch McConnell has done is the equivalent of a jury foreman going to the defendant in Mount Joy and saying, listen, how do you want me to run this? And to his lawyer, that's what he's done because the the Senate has, it's 100 jurors in the Senate, they have to swear an oath of impartiality saying, we will just look at the evidence. He has already said, no way, we're all voting. And he said, we're taking our instructions this to the White exactly House. exactly what the Democrats have already done? All, all, no. of, all of no, them it, to, it, to a man voted for impeachment no, except the one or two who were, who were jumping anyway. If you follow the trial, um, there was ample evidence from the, the witnesses who did testify uh, from uh, who had no political axe to grind from uh, you know f- these were Republicans a lot of them Fiona Hill is a, is a Republican Alex Vindman they are all leading Republican but they're patriots and they couldn't stomach what they saw happening which was to see an American president attempt to strong arm a foreign leader who's an ally into helping him to, to fix the election it was a bridge too far for these it, civil it, servants it, and, and uh, people yeah. would say though that does that amount to high crimes and oh, Republicans yeah. would say it doesn't amount to well, high crimes. Republicans, I think, by any objective standard would be wrong. Let's remember what Trump did. He withheld 
$391 million of military aid for an ally who was fighting an, ad an adversary, that is Russia. He then covered up and he lied about it and he then blocked his chief of staff, his defence secretary, his energy secretary and who's the, the other secretary? Um, the war secretary, uh, John Esper, the from testifying. On the it's other hand outrage. though, in fairness, this is not what the Republicans went looking for, or the Democrats went looking for much stronger charges than this. They've ended up watering it down and down, haven't they? What that, and, and 95 of them, I think, were signed up to impeach Trump before these charges were come up with at all. Is this really is this really about upholding standards or is it just about, you know, as I was saying earlier, get Trump out at all costs. We can't beat him in an election, so we will get him this way and, and it's backfired. Uh, you know, no, I, I think that I think that's partially true. I think the Democrats absolutely want Trump out. They want him out and they're afraid he'll win in 2020. So there is a political element to it. It's a, you know, impeachment is it's a political act. But I think that if you follow the Constitution... And it's not supposed to be a political act, is it? it is. I know, but it is. Look, it's, it happens in the Senate. So nobody has it the moral high ground here. Uh, no, I think the Democrats actually do, to a degree. I think that they have not... I think they've used it badly, but I think that they do... Because what Donald Trump did is is rigging an election in advance, basically. That is, and, and going to a foreign power to do it. There are multiple laws that in America that, that, I mean, campaign finance laws, all kinds of things that would prohibit that. Then covering up crimes, then interfering and obstructing justice from the White House, re refusing to allow witnesses to testify, blocking subpoenas. All of that is absolutely beyond the president's um, reach and he should not be able to do that. Now, as I said, this goes back to the separation of powers. Where do the lines lie? And I think that, as I say, the problem I have with what the Democrats did is that I think they moved too quickly. They should have waited for the Supreme Court. But this is where I'm getting back to now, in a very roundabout way, as, as you're mm. probably thinking. Um, I think part of the reason they're doing this now, they're saying, well, we mightn't hand over the articles, is A, they want to get the rules agreed, some kind of fair rules, but it doesn't matter because all the Republicans are going to vote for Trump anyway. But I think that the, the Supreme Court probably will be looking at these cases in June, and they probably will make a decision on the, the parameters of President power and it probably will work in the Democrats' favour and I think they'll probably say well now we can go ahead however can I, I put something yeah. to you if if Trump did this right yeah. if they impeached a Democrat and then they said now we're not going we're not going to start the trial yet we're not going to give this guy the chance if he was impeached in what was I mean whatever way you look at mm -hmm. it it broke down as a partisan impeachment right yeah. everyone voted according to their colours yeah. there's supposed to be a trial now where he will prove his innocence and won't be impeached. We're not going to bother let that happening for a while. We've got an election coming up uh, next year, mm -hmm. but we're actually going to let this sit. If Trump did it, there would be absolute holy war, wouldn't there? Well, can I put the flip side of that? If uh, a Democrat was being impeached and the Democrat, the whole Democratic Senate, if they were in the majority, said, we don't care about the evidence, we're just going to acquit him anyway. There would equally be holy war. Washington's broken. Now, okay. it, it, both sides are at fault, but I do think by any objective measure that the Republicans are more at fault in this. I think the Democrats had to do this. They had to do it. They're going to pay a huge price for this. There's no win for it, the Democrats. Are they going to pay a huge yeah. price? Is this yeah, backfiring absolutely. already? Because they could lose 30 vulnerable seats. They could lose the House very easily now in um, in November. They will probably lose the White House in November. Is and this I, fueling yeah. Trump's election campaign? I think so. I think that it's 
it's really they're fundraising like hell off it I can tell you that um, it's given Trump who is the king of grievance it's given him something else to whine about yeah. Yeah. you know and, and um, but I tell think tell us the about that split screen moment right. which kind of said yeah. it all last week that split screen moment Trump's at the rally and yeah. the votes coming yeah. through on the other side and Trump is saying at the rally it doesn't feel like we're being impeached it doesn't really feel like we're being impeached and that's because he isn't being impeached because he knew ahead that he was going to be acquitted it's not an impeachment because the Republicans what the you know history will judge this because at the moment in the heat of battle nobody's looking at it with any clarity or objectivity in Washington but I do think the Democrats given what Trump did they had to impeach him because otherwise they would be seen as cowards and they would be seen as letting the line go forever between the separation of powers and of course Nancy Pelosi had to it. be pushed into this ultimately and, yeah, she, you know what she she didn't do it with the Mueller report because she said it's too complicated, it's too messy, it's too ambivalent. But we'll never pre- get the public so hang on Hang on a minute, you see, yeah. but that's back to it then. This is not yeah. about principles, so it's about politics. So she thought, uh, yeah. we should do it. They're saying we're doing this because we have to do it for upholding standards. Yeah. They should have done it then around the Mueller report, but they, it wasn't so important to have your no, principles back then. But you know why then, it's important, Brendan, is because the day after Mueller testified in Congress on the 24th of July that about Trump and about how he basically had obstructed justice and how he could not acquit him that he could not say he'd done nothing wrong and he basically handed the Democrats a roadmap to impeachment which they refused to take the next day Trump phoned Zelensky and said but you you know that favour though so you've got to put the line down you've got to draw the line in the sand because not only was he happy to have welcomed Russian aid in 2016 he was not just soliciting it for 2020 he was arm twisting to get it in 2020 from a foreign power in terms of the consequences of this you say America's split more on this than any other thing. You, oh, yeah. You've said that America's in, is it a frozen civil war? You no, call I'd it say a, cold. A and cold and civil falling, war. Yeah. And, and that there are 400 million guns then in private hands out there. The rage in America at the moment, and I spent a lot of time outside Washington and down on the border and in red states and places like that, and the rage and the sense of grievance. Now, I was down in Arizona, Aravaca, a while ago. The place is wall-to-wall white militias with their own armoured tanks, with their with their own guys with machine guns who are treating border jumpers, as they call them, illegal immigrants coming over, they're hunting them like they would deer or squirrels or anything else. But there's there, there are all these guns in private hands, 400 million. There are dozens and Do dozens of militias. Do you actually think that this could kick off? I really think one of the things the Republicans said to me, who I have a lot of respect for, um, is that they think they're doing the country a favour because they think if Trump was removed, that, that they, they're obviously covering their asses here. They're, but they're saying if they voted to remove Trump, this could kick off, this could turn violent. That Trump's base, which is the white supremacist base, which is white militia. Well, no, no, hang on now. That's not Trump's base. No, no, excuse me, Brenda, because I am in the States. Let me tell you that I spent time down in Arizona. Yeah, there are also a lot of decent blue-collar workers across America and in flyover states and everything else who feel they've been left behind by the liberal elite I've been to Nebraska and North Dakota and all those states and they suffered really badly after 2008. They lost their houses, they lost their jobs, they never got them back. They felt Obama was looking somewhere else and he didn't really care about them. There are hugely decent and people who support Donald Trump out of despair or who voted for him out of despair but his rock hard base well, it, it comes I, from Out of despair yeah. or out of hope? 
And, well, I think because they felt the Democrats happened. weren't helping I mean, them. The, the yeah. figures for the for the uh, stock market indices at the end of this year, the economy, uh, employment, everything. I mean, they're they're getting what they the, voted for. The, these these uh, no, people not, aren't they? Not the not what Trump calls the poorly educated. Not the people who do minimum wage jobs in Walmart. Not the people who lost their homes in the recession. They're not all. They're getting is blame the immigrants. The evangelicals got the judges. They got and there are 187 deeply conservative judges who've been appointed by Trump which will have a huge legacy for decades so they got the judges the rich got the tax cuts the corporations got the tax cuts the Trump's base that is poorly educated got nothing except grievance and nothing except blame the immigrants build the wall that's all they've gotten they haven't got wage increases they I haven't have got to the say stock I've seen I've seen CNN who hate Trump in small towns across America in the last mm-hmm. few weeks talking to people there and people there are saying it feels like the economy is not not booming, but it feels like we're on a steady path and a good yeah. path and things are good. And that is what the Republicans do very well. And Trump, they make people feel good. They remind them every day how well the economy is doing. Barack Obama never did that. The country was rebuilding. He didn't do it. He didn't sell it. Neither did Hillary Clinton. Trump is a brilliant. He's an extraordinarily gifted politician in many, many ways. He's a brilliant communicator. The Democrats have no communicator who can speak directly to the public, not since Bill Clinton. That was the last person who had that ability to connect that Donald Trump has. Anya Curry, you're nodding away there. Yeah, like it was a momentous week. It was a historic week that while Stade managed and had that sense of inevitability, he is only the third president to ever be impeached. Mm-hmm. Um, it is sad to see how it's played out. Like I, I did watch some of the hearings. I've read a lot of the transcripts. I thought the Democrats took a very evidence-based approach to mm-hmm. the witnesses that they called uh, and, and took the the the, uh, the votes that have since followed. But I think what we're seeing play out is exactly what Alexander Hamilton predicted would happen mm-hmm. when political parties uh, utilise the impeachment process, which was that you would have the comparative strength of the parties than by the real demonstrations of innocence or guilt, it would come down to political party lines. And like I, I travel back and forth to the States and you see the wall-to-wall impeachment coverage. And it's not really in the last 68 weeks changing minds. As, as no. Marion has said, there's mm. very much the folks who are entrenched, um, loyal Democrats versus now uh, the Republicans. And, and the Republican Party is now the party of trust. Trump, and as somebody who watches US politics very closely, I would not have predicted that four years ago, that we are at a place where in January... Is that not because Trump is doing exactly what any Republican president would be doing? He talks a, a load of you know crazy stuff at times. He's very colourful. But policy-wise, has he not been largely doing what a Republican president is doing? Probably on the trickle-down economics and a lot of those policies, but I can't imagine the Mitt Romneys of the world and others, those more moderate Republicans that Trump speaks to them. And but, but what it it's requires, a question of style, uh, yeah. maybe? A question and, of style and, is and all? And this requires, whenever this date is set, 16 Republicans to cross the floor. And yet, when I watch commentators, they would struggle to name, at this point, three or four Republicans liable yeah. to do it. And so we're in this moment of... It's it seems like there is 12% of the electorate who are potentially the persuadables or the less certain Republicans, as Margaret O'Sullivan has called them in the Washington Post. And they're going to be the ones to watch in 2020 as we near the November elections. Are are the persuadables, this small cohort around 12% in some of those marginal states, going to flip? Are they going to flip back to the Democratic Party that they felt had 
left them behind in some of these policies? Are there folks who have never voted before, potentially from new communities, particularly people of colour, people from marginalised communities who have often felt under attack from Donald Trump? Like who are going to be the core base that is actually going to flip? Because this could be marginal again. It depends on the candidate. But Brendan, very quickly, there's a a trillion dollar deficit. That's not Republican policies because of Trump's slash and burn and the tax giveaway. Uh, The deficit is skyrocketing. That's not Republican policies. But I'm wondering, you know, seeing as this this impeachment is going nowhere, it's Mm -hmm. even if if it goes to the other house, it's it's, it's over. So what are the options now? You mentioned the Supreme Court are going to look at it this again in June. Is that Uh, is that um, is there? Why would they be doing that? Well, what they're doing is there are three cases making their way to the Supreme Court to do with presidential powers and whether or not Donald Trump can block subpoenas and whether or not you have to answer a a congressional subpoena. Uh, Those cases will be appealed to the Supreme Court. They will have to make a decision on that. If they're bound by legal precedent, they have to say, absolutely, these subpoenas are enforceable. If they go political, they'll find some way of of not deciding that. Okay, just so we don't get, I don't want to get too bogged down in that one. What what I do think would be interesting, just for a a minute, Mm -hmm. is remind us of, I saw a guy talking the other day about impeachment inflation, right? He's pointing Mm -hmm. out that uh, okay, if you count Nixon as having been, you know, quasi-impeached, yeah. he obviously got out before he uh-huh. was impeached. That's three of the last nine presidents have been in, impeached yep. or, or nearly. Before that, one of 36, that there, mm-hmm. that this is, becomes the new normal. And a lot of people will say that this notion of impeachment as a partisan thing happened with, started with Bill Clinton's yeah. impeachment, didn't it? Just remind yeah. us of that again. Well, Bill Clinton's impeachment, it started off an inquiry into a failed land deal in, in Arkansas, Whitewater. And then they discovered that he had been having an affair and then the Paula Jones things came into it and then uh, Monica Lewinsky. Uh, so he was impeached about having an affair with a White House intern. Now, there were Republicans who thought, no, this is a bridge too far. This is an abuse of the impeachment post- process. This is completely politicising it. And I think a lot of people felt it was and the American people felt it was because after he was impeached, uh, his approval ratings went up to 73, 74%. So that was a political impeachment. And it failed. Uh, and again, there, were, there was a lot of partisanship in that. But I remember talking to Congressman Peter King at the time, who's now a huge Trump ally. He was a Republican. He voted against it in the House. He said, no, this is nonsense. And a lot of other Republicans as well did feel that as well. And some of them did vote against it in the House, not that many. And in the Senate, they couldn't get a, a majority. So, okay. Yeah. Ian Kerr, you yeah, want to win before we finish up on really this? really interested Marion said, you know, how gifted a politician Trump is. I think yeah. the real trick is people don't see him as a politician. No, that's and, it. And this that's kind it. of impeachment process and the politicised yeah. nature of it just gives him another stick to go, this is what Washington politics yeah. does. Exactly. I'm out here this talking to you. So if anything, I think it's, it's helped build what yeah. he wants. Yeah. They, he's forced them into it. They've had to do it. Yeah. And I think he is the winner of it. Um, and, and, and I would yeah. not like to let this conversation end without saying that, of course, Donald Trump has been very clear on the fact that there was no quid pro quo. So we should uh, we should uh, reflect that in our <laughs> we'll conversation. We'll give Donald Trump the last word. Yes. Marion McKeown, uh, fascinating as always. Thank you very <laughs> Thank much. You, and Brendan. we'll take a break. Podcast The Marion Finucane Show at rte.ie slash radio.